Welcome to Yingcast, our podcast for current and future leaders wanting to develop themselves further. Every month, the Alembic team discuss and share their thoughts on issues and topics that are common in the workplace. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Yingcast. Um, on this episode, we're going to be talking about the easing of restrictions that are due to happen on the 19th of July. So on the podcast today, we have my colleagues, Rosanna. Hello. And Ben. Hello. And I'm Alice. Um, I think we can safely say that the easing of these restrictions um, has caused mixed reactions um, for everybody. And it also um, creates a lot of ambiguity for leaders and for staff. Because um, as we've said before on um, similar topics, there's no leadership training for this. So it's a completely new experience for all of us, really. So one of the first things that we wanted to talk about really was the challenge of hybrid working, you know, building hybrid teams um, and building morale when you're not together and how that's, that's a challenge. Yes. So uh, one of the challenges that I feel that we've been facing is about which days people should come together in person because obviously very few companies that I'm personally aware of are going back to full time office working. But if you have a team of five, let's say, and you have one person in on Monday, one on Tuesday, one on Wednesday, one on Thursday, one on Friday, that's a completely pointless exercise. And you're just wasting a lot of hours and a lot of money on train tickets. So how can you coordinate when people should come together? How can you agree on that as a team? Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Um, I think it's also thinking about what people are comfortable with. Um, because I know for some people, they can't wait for, for the restrictions to be over and have a sense of normality. Um, but I also know that for other people, it's a real time of heightened uh, anxiety and the unknown. Um, so I think it's also just being aware that um, although it's great to get everyone back in the office, if you can, for that, as you said, Ben, being together, um, but it's also being aware that other, other people may not feel comfortable with that. They might have a real fear and um, real barriers around that. So that's quite a challenging thing to overcome as well. Yeah. And uh, also then how, how can you determine what level of um, precautions you should have in place? Because obviously you could simply have a vote, but if you have in the team of 10, six people who are perfectly comfortable with having uh, no kind of precautions, no uh, regular testing for the team, but for people who would quite like at least a few small measures, like maybe uh, masks being worn or lateral flow testing for everyone, then you would completely alienate those four people by not having any restrictions or uh, safety measures rather, because a slight majority of your team are comfortable with that. Is it better to, is it more a case of a chain is only as strong as its weakest link rather than mob rule? Yeah, I think, I think on the topic of going back into the office, I think um, Alice is right. It's a source of lots of 
you know, question marks and, you know, we're out of the routine, out of the habit and that, you know, may make some people feel anxious. Um, and then I think on the other side of it is that um, lots of people have, as we know, been, have had this feeling of being stuck. And so actually not going into the office has made them feel anxious. And so it's actually been quite a divider in terms of our approach and our views and perspectives on what the office means. So I think, you know, as a leader, if you want people to come back into the office, we have to sort of redefine what that purpose of coming into the office is um and maybe there's a bit of a shift from what the original purpose was um maybe we hadn't really thought about what the purpose of the office was because we just came into work every day um and a lot of our clients are are dealing with the question of you know what does hybrid working actually look like in practice and so I think it throws up all sorts of different questions and it has been a divider of thought and split people's opinions. Um, and I think the solution to that as leaders is just to rethink about what the purpose is of the office and then find the solutions that work best for your team um, to meet that purpose. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Um, I think it's also really important although it might be quite a daunting conversation for some, but to have that conversation um, about what people want, whether they want to come back into the office. And if they don't, then what their um, worries are, what's holding them back um, and to try and move forward and help them through that together if possible. I think it's really important. Communication is really, really important here um, and that everyone feels listen to and a part of the conversation um, rather than it being decided and they feel like they're not in control because I think for a lot of people this year um, they haven't felt in control of a lot of things. I think that also related to this idea around what it means to come back into the office means what does it mean for us as a team to work together remotely versus in an office together um, and we have lots of conversations about high performing teams and, you know, we have um, clients who have high performing teams in a virtual environment. Um, but I think there is a question about how do we build morale, get to know each other um, and how do we use online if we are using online? How do we do that in terms of driving high performance? Um, we have spoken in previous webinar strategy cafes um, about it's quite difficult to spar. It's quite difficult to, um, you know, properly debate on using Teams or Zoom or whatever we're using um, in the sense that it's kind of easier to not. It's easier to not have the conversation. So when we then think about high performing teams, we know that to get to high performance, we need to learn how to have difficult conversations. We need to um, have that sense of being connected and trust to be able to do, do that, to have those difficult conversations. And so I think you can do that online. I think everybody just has to be in the mindset and prepared that um, online is the forum for our high performance. And that means that we also need to learn how to have difficult conversations online as well so we have to use online as a tool for all of these conversations um, 
so I think it is possible, um, but I'm interested to hear what you two think. Uh, I would say that I uh, agree with you largely because you are right. It is a lot harder to have a difficult conversation remotely, especially if it's uh, between more than two people because of things like uh, a delay in the sound or video stream or if someone's voice cuts out. It's, it can often really diminish any points you're trying to make. So it is a, it's important that we can either learn how to do this better or work around those issues in order to effectively solve uh, the problems that we're facing. Yeah, I agree with that as well. I think it's also just about setting, uh, setting the bar as to what we expect from our conversations as a hybrid team. Um, as you said, Rosanna, we need to have those difficult conversations. We can't avoid them. Um, and working out what works best for us and our team as to how we, one, of course, have those conversations, um, but two, learn from them and move forward um, after having those conversations. You know, and you can't give each other a, a sort of, hug or go for a coffee afterwards um, and that's quite challenging um, but I do think that setting the sort of ground rules around um, how we have uh, hybrid calls and not allowing people to um, check out I suppose it's a lot easier to just check out when you're online it's easy to just mute yourself and and turn your camera off and um, you can't you can't do that in person you can't you know you wouldn't no one would ever just walk out of the room with no explanation it's very rare that that would happen um and so i think people need to feel comfortable but they need to know that you know this is how we do these calls and this is what's sort of expected in the workplace when you're having these conversations I completely agree, Alice. I think people really need the clear expectations of, you know, you know how they how they're going to work. The other thing I would also add as well is that um, up until now, we've almost had the choice, or most businesses have had the choice. You know, most businesses um, who can adopt uh, a working from home um, policy you know, aside from sort of construction, manufacturing, um, those sorts of organisations. But, um, you know, most clients of ours particularly have adopted a working from home policy. And in the recent months, there has therefore been a choice of whether people are going into the office or not. So you may have, um, you know, a split workforce of people that have at at any opportunity that has been allowed to, they have gone into the office to do their work. And then some people that haven't been in for, um, you know, 16, 18 months. And so, um, you know, just the sight of all the new signs that are now in offices about keeping distance, uh, washing hands, sanitizing, what's the cleaning protocol. For some people that is going to be just normal you know they won't notice it it's just the way that they work now because they're kind of used to it whereas other people where they haven't been in the office since february that's going to be quite a shock so that's going to feel as much of a change as it did back in february when we all work started working from home permanently and so i think we just need to be mindful that um, you might be used to it 
and you might be aware that other people might not be used to it so that's quite obvious but actually what does it mean for that person who's not been um on a train not been into the office and now their element of choice has been taken away so um and i think we you know the conversation around that and making people feel comfortable but also that it's a positive experience um, um, and allowing it to be a positive experience so people feel like they're making a good choice when they're, when they're going into the office. And so I think it becomes less of a health risk um, and it's more just a more of a social cultural risk. We're really keen to hear more of your thoughts and feelings and sharing your experiences with us about how you are approaching you know the new freedoms that we have you know how what's your own personal response and what's your business response um so we will, we will be putting a post out on social media on this and we'd love to hear your thoughts so on this podcast we've spoken about the challenges of hybrid working the importance of communication and keeping in mind the anxieties staff are likely to have coming into the office as things open up on the 19th. As Rosanna said, we'd love to hear from you. What are your plans? Are you going to go back into the office full-time, part-time, or are you going to continue working remotely? We will be posting the poll up on LinkedIn, so keep an eye out for that on our social media. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of Yingcast. We hope you enjoyed it. To get the heads up on future podcasts, you can sign up to our mailing list through our website, alembicstrategy.com, in the Get Involved section. If you enjoyed this, then you might also be interested in our other events. You can sign up to our newsletter for updates on our latest events and articles. Also, look out for Strategy Cafe, our regular leadership webinar, where Nick, our MD, interviews prominent leaders.